Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. And today we are back for part two of our interview with Melissa Lewis. Thanks for joining us again, Melissa. Yay, thanks for having me. And you heard her story last week, if you're joining us for part two. And if you did not, you can go back to um, the last episode and hear her story of walking through infertility and adoption of her three boys, all in very different ways, (laughs) not at the same time. And it's a super powerful story of just how the Lord is still doing miracles, and he is still in all the details. And there's a lot of, you know, just raw stuff about her waiting for years uh, Mm -hmm. for her table to be full, as she said, with her family. And um, it's just, it's a great story. And if you know anyone that's walking through infertility adoption, praying about it in the middle of it, um, share that with them, because I think that it would really be an encouragement to them today. And so this is going to be part two, and we're just going to jump right in because you've, at this point, probably caught up on her story. And so we just want to kind of unpack two things today and leave you with some scripture that really encouraged Melissa, that was promises to her that the Lord gave to her. And I think that they'll be encouraging to you today as well, or you'll have someone that you can share them with because there's so many women out there that are walking through infertility or they are considering and praying through adoption. And so this is a great place to start. So let's just dive right in. All right. Number one that we're going to talk about today is the subject of adoption. So You may be in the middle of praying through this. Uh, This may be something that you're considering, but there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah. Private, fostering through an agency, international, domestic, Mm -hmm. all the things. It's expensive. Like There's just so many things that you're probably trying to get your head around. Or maybe you're even in the waiting process of it. And um, Melissa has walked through this several times now. And so... I just kind of wanted to get her advice on some suggestions that she would give you for to protect your heart, to be in the right place with the Lord, just ideas that she would have. So what would you tell a mom today that is in the process of adoption or is praying about doing that? Well, I think the the main thing that comes to mind is... um, if you're considering it or thinking about it, I would pray to the Lord and ask him for a promise. And, you know, it might sound silly because you might just assume that adoption would be a good thing and everybody should just do it. But I think God has a different plan for each of us and they all look different. And so, um, like, like you said, I mean, I have had three adoptions, and all three of mine were drastically different. Yes. And um, and so I would just pray for a promise from God, and I would write that down somewhere and 
have it out where you could see it consistently because adoption is not an easy process. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of unknowns. You really have to trust God. And that scripture is going to be your foundation that gets you through it. Um, I, it's it's the, the scripture that God gave me years ago is something that I still use today. So Wow. Yeah, that's a great idea. What else would you tell them um, as far as, I think as moms and just as human beings, we all have idealistic ways that we think things are going to happen. You know, adoption could be a process that is glamorous in a way because people see it on social media mm. like we're adopting right or, so fun you know they they show the pictures of their baby that they just brought home <laughs> and you think oh my word this this is such a cool process and you just kind of think that that's how it will go for you and even if that person went through tons of heartache and 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 ups and downs you don't see that part right and so what would you say to a mom out there who is in that beginning process. Like, what advice would you have for her? So I think that it's important to remember that, like you said, it doesn't always look or it's not all, it doesn't always go as it looks. And adoption is not a glamorous process at all. Um, you're dealing with like a, a messy process and you're dealing with something that is involves people. So obviously it's going to be difficult. There's lots of roadblocks that can come up along the way that were unexpected. Um, like I said, all three of mine happened so differently, but they didn't all go easily either. And so I think I would consider any expectations that you might have, like how it's going to go and really and truly think about those Write them in your journal and pray about those because what your expectations are and even your wants and desires of how it will go, those don't always align with what God's plan is for the process. And so you might have to actually surrender some of your expectations and some of your desires along the way. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, you even walk through um, a, a failed adoption because you thought you were getting that little girl. Mm -hmm. And in her story in part one, and then they didn't end up getting that little girl. That wasn't the Lord's plan. And so, you know, I have a friend that's been through that as well. And so you just want to make sure that even though those are heavy and those are heartaches and it's totally okay to, to, to grieve those and feel that, you want to make sure that you always are surrendering your will for the Lord's will, like mm -hmm. Melissa said. And so another point that we had talked about when we were thinking about all these different things was make sure that you're actually called to adopt. And so I know that a lot of times in the church and in the Christian world, it is definitely like something that is a good thing to do. It, it, and it is. It's mm -hmm. a great thing to do. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. for you or your family Um like it may be for somebody that you know that's walking through that. And so it makes you feel good. It's the Christian thing to do. Maybe I'm not able to get pregnant, so I'm just going to go straight to this adoption process. And, you know, with Melissa, she walked through infertility 
but it was a long road of the Lord working on her heart and showing her the right path before she was ready to surrender. Like, this is absolutely what we're supposed to do. We are called to adopt. And she had a lot of influential people that came beside her in her life to show her that. And so I just want to encourage you today that you don't have to do something just because it is a good thing to do. You want to make sure I've talked to many moms about this and most all of them that have adopted have said, make sure that you are called to do this. Yes. Make sure that this is what the Lord wants you to do because it's not easy. No. And so um, that is a big thing that I would really pray through and consider if you're on that front end of thinking about it. Right. For your family. Right. And you and you also may have a heart for the adoption process, but that could be also just helping other families in that process. We yeah. were helped by so many people. We we wouldn't be where we are if God hadn't used others to help us along that way. Absolutely. What else would you tell someone that is praying through or walking through the adoption process? As you're going through the process and you're you're realizing that it's it can be difficult and things don't always go as you thought they would, I think the most important thing to remember is that God never fails. And again, I go back to praying for a promise. If you've prayed for that promise and you rely on that promise, no matter how impossible it seems, because it can seem really impossible, God delivers. You know, you just you just focus on the doing. When God tells you to do something, you focus on that, and he will provide the how that it will happen, whether that's financial, whether that's just ch- someone changing their mind, or whether it just... It could be anything. You have to completely remember to be faithful in prayer and focus on God's truth and promise for you and know that he never fails. Absolutely. And I know that you shared this a minute ago, but I just wanted to reiterate that I'm not like the most consistent journaler. Is that a word? Journal person (laughs) or whatever. Um, I'm not the most consistent at that, like in a prayer journal or something like that. I call myself more of like a list maker. Mm -hmm. Um, But wherever you find yourself, I think that what Melissa is suggesting with this is so important to write down those scriptures, those promises from the Lord, be able to go back with dates and like see those. And even if you're not going to write your long prayers out and things like just I've had friends that have even just you know just had a when you have kids and you don't have time to do anything late at night have just jotted down like something that the Lord did that day or something that was hard that they walked through that day just a few sentences or a few bullet points or something like that and I think it it really is a really important thing to just stay mindful of the journey that the Lord's taken you on right and you can look back, Melissa, and see journals of time yes. of that precious like journey to you now and see what the Lord brought you through. And so I really encourage you, if you're walking through this process or you're about to start it, get yourself a journal. If you're a list maker like me, write those scriptures down and make your make your list or however. If you're like a paragraph writer, do that. Just whatever <laughs> works for you. But I do think that that is a is a very, very good suggestion yeah. for you to just process what you're walking through with the Lord. 
Okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk about today, and I know that it's talked about more than it used to be, and I'm really thankful for that, but it's still it's still a hurtful subject to talk about, and it is still a heavy subject to talk about, and that's the subject of infertility. And so I know that if you listen to part one, um, the first the first big chunk of Melissa's story is about her walking through that, even at a very young age, yeah. finding out that she was going to struggle with that. And so I think that one thing that I really wanted to unpack with her today is just how you can best communicate that with people around you, how you're feeling. And for those of you that might not be walking through that and you're just listening to this today, I mean, I would dare to say that every woman out there knows at least somebody mm-hmm. that's walking through it, yeah, um, a, a family member or a friend. And so we wanted to kind of also give some suggestions for you as well, just how to help, like best support them and come around them and love them well. So what would you say to a woman walking through this, first of all, or someone that is trying to encourage someone walking through this? I think that it's important to remember if you are the one that is walking that infertility journey, and it is a journey, um, it's it's a process. And you're not going to start out the same way. The, the beginning and the middle and the end, you're going to have completely different emotions and feelings about things. And in the beginning of my journey, I couldn't even talk about it or bring it up because I would just immediately start crying and wouldn't be able to formulate a sentence. So it was something that I just kept to myself. And dealt with myself. But as we continued along that journey and I was able to process more of my emotions, I actually opened up more to my friends and my family. And we communicated uh, what we were doing and what we were feeling as well. And a lot of times you really just want to kind of close yourself off because those are hard feelings to have and you think nobody understands. And it's true that no one can really understand what you're going through besides you and the Lord. But we are meant for community and we're meant to share our loads with others and yes. have them walk beside us in that. And then through that, others can then pray for us and just help walk alongside us and offer support and really if you're someone who's supporting a friend or a family member that's struggling with infertility, that is the best thing that you can do is just to continue to let that person know that you're there for them and that you just want to listen. Let them just cry on your shoulder if they have to um, and just offer that support and the prayers for that friend. Absolutely. And I know that you shared in part one about a specific situation, a friend, family friends of you and Bart that they came alongside you probably with more intention than you realized Mm -hmm. at the time, but that they were not in any way pushy and that they brought you alongside them in their adoption journey right? without ever suggesting that that be what you should do. Right. So tell us a little bit about how that kind of made you feel and kind of made you more comfortable or even led you to the point of being called to adoption. Yes. It was um, through 
these people who, you're right, I mean, they weren't, they didn't push their own thoughts on me. They didn't tell me their opinions and like, you know, or, well, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just adopt? Or, you know, it would be so easy to go this way. It was none of that. It was just, hey, you know what? This is what we're doing right now. And they just included us in that process and never said anything about us doing anything. It was just they just showed us what God was doing in their life. And God used that to really open my heart up to adoption. And even the um, in the in my story where I share with Lane about Lane Ann, the women's pastor who led the Bible study, who she's the one who told me to pray for a promise. And she's the one who asked me if I knew that I knew that I knew that in vitro was the way I was supposed to go. She never gave me an opinion. She never told me what was right or wrong or, you know, she never pushed anything on me. She just challenged me to seek God's way. And interestingly enough, she passed away um, almost 10 years ago. And we went to her funeral and we found out at her funeral that she was adopted. And she didn't tell us one time And it was because I think she did not want to put her story or her opinion on us to influence us in any way. That is so powerful. Yes. That is really neat. I mean, just think about it. If you're out there and you have walked through adoption or you're currently walking through it or you are mentoring a younger woman that is considering that, or if you are the young woman and, and you grow older and more mature, just think about looking back and helping someone behind you. The mm-hmm. Lord calls us as women for the older women to pour into the younger women. And both of those stories mm-hmm. are testaments of how women encouraged you, but gently with scripture and with the Lord's will and not imposing their right. own on, on you. And so just really consider that in the way that you love somebody walking through infertility. And if you have a story to share with them or you have a way that you can really just inspire them, do it in a way that is all about the Lord and not about you. And I think that's what those two women did. And they were huge instruments Mm -hmm. in Melissa's story. And so one last thing that I would just say really quickly, and we also said this at the end of Mallory Lynch's story last month, is that if you are someone that is the supportive side of supporting a woman that is walking through infertility and you hear her story and you don't know her at all, or maybe she's your sister and you know her super well. It could be many different levels of knowing a person. Just make sure that regardless, you are encouraging that woman with scripture and that you are praying for her and that you are texting her right when you think about her because she might need that word of encouragement right then because the Lord really can use people to minister to others. But with that same line, just don't forget that you cannot be the one to make an empty promise over someone. And what I mean by that is women can have really good intentions. And mm-hmm. I know this happened to you, Melissa. Yes, yeah. But someone came up to Melissa after a church service when her husband shared their story of walking through infertility and put her hands. Yeah. I'm not going to like, you correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, put her hands on her stomach and said, the Lord is going to like give you a baby in your womb. Yeah. Well, that that didn't happen. And that was not her business mm-hmm. to claim a promise of what God was going to do. 
only God can see the future. Yeah. We can't. We can't see it. We can pray that he will reveal his will to us. But it says, it's very clear in Proverbs, he gives us a lamp into our feet, just a little bit at a time. And there, you have no business in telling someone what is going to happen. And so we just want to be really sure to mention that you are super encouraging, that you are texting scripture, that you are praying over that woman for if the Lord's going to open up her womb or he's going to lead her to adoption or whatever it is because you know she has a desire to be a mother. But just be really careful with your words. And if what I always say, when all else fails, just use scripture because God's promises never return void. And you want to make sure that you're really careful with that because I know that that spurred Melissa on mm-hmm. in her, uh, and, you know, I think her husband, she said, was very mad <laughs> when that happened. But, um, you know, just be careful that you are just speaking truth, and that is Scripture, over that woman in your life that you're talking to and that you are loving on her well. And um, we just wanted to be sure and include that. One thing that I really feel like we need to ask Melissa before we are done for the day is— she has mentioned many times that ask the Lord for a promise and hold on to that promise throughout your entire journey of your of your waiting, of your heartache, of just all of it, the patience that it requires through infertility, through adoption, through all the things that she's walked through. And so I know that she has several that are close to her heart and I want you to walk away with knowing what those are today. The Lord might reveal some other ones to you as well. But, Melissa, what are some of those scriptures, those promises that the Lord gave to you so that these women today can know, like, they can use those in their own life or they might could share them with someone that's walking through this? Yeah, I think um, especially with, with infertility and adoption, praying for a promise is just so important. But honestly, I think with with anyone, I think God has a promise for all of his children. And it doesn't matter what your story is or what struggle you're having. He has a promise for you. And there are there are so many scriptures that God can use in your journey. And um, the, the ones that I mentioned in my story, the promise that he gave me specifically was in Isaiah 55 and he um, verses eight through 13. Um and then again in Psalm 37 as well. And, and truly, anytime you're going through hurting or waiting or the unknown, all of the Psalms are great for that experience. Um, but I think specifically opening up the scripture with the intention of praying for a promise from the Lord, and he will give that to you. And one of the other scriptures, I mentioned it. I don't know if I actually shared it in the story. But I think this is important to write down and keep as well to remember that God does lavish his blessings on us. And Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. And I love that verse. I love it. And it ties into Isaiah 55 too, where he says that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. I never could have even conceived the notion of how God gave us my family. I never even considered it. (laughs) And it still blows my mind how he made it happen. 
So yeah, I think it's real. Those are the scriptures that I recommend writing down, but God has a promise for each of us. And I think if you just pray for that, he'll reveal that to you. Yes, those are all super powerful scriptures, and there are so many more, like Melissa is saying. And so I do encourage you to jot those down today, share those with someone that is in this process or hurting today or in waiting or all those things that we've been talking about. And so if you are identifying with this story or you feel like, this is just really spoken to you, you're right in the middle of this, or you have been through a process of adoption and you would like to connect with Melissa. I said this in the last interview as well, but you can go to faithful31moms.com. You can scroll down to the bottom of the homepage or the podcast page, and you can send me an email directly. And if you would like to get in touch with Melissa, I can absolutely put you in touch with her so that you can share your story with her or she is able to minister to you in any way. That's why she's doing this because she feels like the Lord has brought her her table full of (laughs) her family in such a unique way. And so she wants to be able to turn around and then minister to other women that are also walking through this. And so please do that if you feel like, um, you are led to do that by the Lord. It's faithful31moms.com or share that with someone that's walking through um, this same journey. And I just thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing with us, for being raw and open and honest with us about your your whole story and then also about coming on the backside of that and sharing with women how they can practically um, surrender their will and practical promises to look up and journals to keep and all the things that we've unpacked today. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And thank you for listening. If you will go to whatever your preferred podcast listening app is and just subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, that would be wonderful so that we can continue to have stories like Melissa shared. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.